BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Ridge. I am Renzi. Um, every Sunday night, we give you the uh, the casino uh, recap story. And last night, it was not a good ending at all. We got drilled, absolutely drilled at the casino. But it's my own fault. I broke every rule that... I broke every rule in the book. I broke every rule in the book last night, and I paid the price in doing it. I am Renzi, Sirius XM Channel 159. I knew right away. You know what I mean? Like when we were talking about with, you know, with fights and you know when the fighter comes out, like I knew right away I was toast, but I didn't really want to. I should have known. I have a routine, and I do the same thing all the time. And I've been doing it like three times in a row, three, you know, last three times. Had the routine. And you know what threw me off? It, number one, what threw me off was um, my favorite bartender wasn't there. There's a dude, and I told the guy, I said, I don't know if it's you, bro, or something, but I said, every time, man, you're here and I get drinks from you, man, I'm winning, bro. And I tipped the guy well and stuff all the time. And I went in last night, and he wasn't there, and the guys were jerks. I ordered, he's like, what'd you say, what? Like, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Right away, it wasn't like friendly. I don't know, it was kind of, I'm in the VIP area. And normally the VIP area is not that full. There's a couple of people normally, but last night it was packed. And it wasn't like a fun vibe. I shouldn't have been in there. Like I knew right away, like I sat down, man, I'm playing Baccarat in the VIP room. And you know, it's, I'm the only white guy at the table as always, right? So it's all Asian people and me. And they were not happy though. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those, no one was winning. And like they were upset, like I mean, one lady I saw, she dropped. I don't know, man. She was she dropped like ten, fifteen times, like in like ten minutes type thing. Like she was betting the stocks of hundreds, man. Like the black hundred dollar chips, man. She had like she was betting like two thousand a hand and stuff. Like she had like a stock, like each hand, man. And she was just motionless. She had no emotion, right? Win or lose, man. But you could see the anger building. Like I know, so I'm sitting there. She's pissed. Some other dude is like keeps losing and keeps like um, he kept going to like he went to the he went to the ATM twice like different cards he came back and then finally I never seen this before actually I never seen this before they they brought him credit to the table like he did it in front of everyone like he didn't there was no shame like he did it in front of everyone like basically we're there and you see him like he he didn't really speak english so he called someone over to uh, just spoke chinese and he started talking to them and then they were like they nodded their head and stuff and i saw it, and they came back and they made him sign right at the table they signed there was a piece of paper he signed a piece of paper and uh they gave him a freaking stack of chips and i was like oh, this is just a bad vibe man like no one was like Nobody was happy when they ever won. It was one of those just sort of like, it wasn't a fun casino. It was like just that stress. No one's happy. It was all quiet. Uh, you know what I mean? There was a lot of Asian swearing. <laughs> Level three. This is Sportridge. I am Renzi. The principal players, the hustlers, the people, the bustler, but everybody else in between. 
And um, we got Ian Cameron's going to rejoin us. Uh, we'll talk more football. We'll get into the UFC before we're done. We'll recap uh, the crazy night that it was uh, last night. Um, so, yeah, we went to the casino. We normally win a bunch of money betting the games. And, uh, you know, we're not, we don't go to the casino. We go on Saturday nights type of deal. And with the football season coming up, I'm not going to be going out on Saturday nights anymore. So I figured, all right, I got a couple of Saturdays left here in the summer. Let's go to the casino. Last last three times I've gone to the casino, I've won. I always share the stories. I tell you guys openly. All right, I started with 200, and I walked out with 950. I started with 300. I left with seven, whatever. So, but I also tell you guys, I, I there's rules to the there's rules to this. Number one, I only bring, like, I'll usually bring, like, 300, 400 bucks. Like, I'll bring, like, three, 400 to play with, and I'll bring another 100 for drinks type thing and tips or whatever, right? And I don't bring my bank card. Last night, I went with a wad of money, and I brought a bank card. And I broke all my rules. Like, I broke all my rules. So, I lost $300, basically, in, I don't know, two minutes, like, you know what I mean? The first hand I sat down, I won. I'm like, ah, this is like taking money. It's like, it's like steal. It's so, so easy. Like I sat down, put a hundred bucks down, first hand of back route, I win. Boom. I'm the only one at the table of one. I get a dirty look from everybody. And um, I'm in the VIP room. People are stressed out and stuff. So I'm up a hundred right away. And then I'm Johnny Cool. I got in over my head. I'm Johnny Cool. So I'm in the high roller area. It's a hundred dollar minimum, right? So... <laughs> There's an empty blackjack table, and I got impatient. Like, I'm such a degenerate, I started playing two tables at once, all right? And people do that, but, like, if you're going to do that, don't do it in a VIP room, like, you know what I mean? Unless you're Michael Jordan or something. So I'm playing Baccarat at one table and blackjack at the other at the same time now, okay? <laughs> so I put the Baccarat money down, and I got up, and I said, just, uh, I'm in. And I walked over to the blackjack, and I said, here, let's go fast. And it was empty. I said, let's go, 100 bucks, boom. I won the 100. Suddenly, I'm up 200 bucks in, like, 20 seconds. Like, I boom, boom. Won 100 Baccarat, turn around, but 100 of blackjack, I'm up 200 bucks. Then the wheels fell off. I went to the ATM machine and the wheels fell off again. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Management class game use. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates listening on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm on here 1090 ESPN Radio. So, uh, Babano, the Baltimore Ravens have done it again. Make it uh, 22 for 22. They have now won 22 consecutive preseason games. Some people wondered, I know you you asked and wondered, well, you know, that they got the record now. Do they take the pedal off the metal? And no, I don't think they, they are. <laughs> like, I don't think they are. I think they, they take pride in this uh, right now. And I think they want to see um, how, you know, how many games they can actually rack up 
uh, right now. Now, of course, it's the dress rehearsal game next week, but uh, they win, they cover, and it should be noted, Babano, I was telling people all week, the Buffalo Bills, the Bills have now won 10 preseason games in a row, a combined 32 in a row between the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens in the preseason. I know it. They're getting their own little Baltimore Ravens type uh, preseason win streak uh, going right now. The Buffalo Bills is about as easy as a winner as you'll ever have. If you laid the points with Buffalo against Denver uh, on Saturday, there was a clear difference in, you know, onus into that football game. If you read all the quotes, so this is pretty clear as day that Buffalo was a good side in that game. And of course they won that one easily in Baltimore again against Arizona. Now 22 straight preseason wins. They haven't covered all 22, but I think it's something like 19-2-1, and one, if I'm not mistaken, against the spread or pretty close to that uh, in those 22 games. So it's been a remarkable uh, display by Baltimore. And what Baltimore's got going for them, too, is they've got depth on defense, first string through fourth string, and they've got that at quarterback, too. You look at tonight, Tyler Huntley plays well. Anthony Brown, the rookie out of Oregon, comes in and plays a pretty solid second half, moves the offense down the field. I mean, the quarterback rotation has been nice for Baltimore and the team that cares about winning. Uh, and that adds up to winning games and covering point spreads in August. I will say this, Gabe, looking ahead to week three, there is no reason why you should be sitting around and waiting if you like Buffalo and if you like Baltimore this week you know that line is going to move toward the bills toward the ravens the money's going to come in on them if you like those two teams again this week don't wait around bet them right away yeah in hindsight should have just hammered the parlay together too right between the two of them like we said 32 in a row guys 22 for uh for baltimore and now 10 the bills have quietly won 10 uh preseason games in a row and the bills are just yeah it looks like the bills are just pedal to the metal chip on their shoulder um, you know, that's, I'm glad to see it because honestly, last year it was the same thing with Banner, right? The, the, the Bills were heavily hyped last year as well. Everybody, oh, the Bills this, the Bills that. And I think they believed the hype. I think they bought into it. And look, they lost the first game of the year to Pittsburgh. Um, they were up 10 nothing at the half. They took the pedal off the medal. I, you know, you could just see it like with the Bills. I know this Bill team inside out, and I could just feel the Bills were too cocky last year that. They just sort of, they believed how good they were. Everybody telling them this. I think now, after what happened last year against Kansas City, that they've tuned out the outside noise, and they're just they're just angry. They're just they're angry in the room. The defense is angry. The offense is angry. Everybody's in a bad mood. Everybody just wants to get on the field and destroy people. So uh, we do have a preseason game tomorrow, uh, Babano. Monday night uh, football, the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets. Total. 39 and a half. What do you think of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta is probably the, the way I'm going to go. Uh, they will actually want to win these games. Not, not that they didn't before, but uh, there's been multiple, multiple quotes that are in black and white saying, with Arthur Smith saying, we can't afford to get off to a slow start. And part of it was, and they didn't like the fact they got crushed in the preseason last year. And sure enough, we saw uh, in the first preseason game against Detroit, Falcons wanted to win that game. They played like it from well, start to They played to hard, finish. yeah. And they played hard, and I expect no different here. And for the New York Jets, look, you've already got multiple offensive linemen banged up. Zach Wilson's hurt already. I mean, is this really just a game where you're really going to be more concerned about winning it, or are you going to be more concerned about, hey, let's keep everybody healthy? No, they can't get Joe Flacco hurt now. Exactly. Like, they've they've got it. It's more, hey, let's just try to survive this game right now uh, more than anything. I think the Falcons are the play. Yep, I agree with you fully there. Uh, I agree with you. Fully. I think the total could be just a little bit light because I will say this. You're going to see Flacco at least, you know, obviously his best days are behind him. But he's still a veteran quarterback uh, here that's going to play. And, you know, you're going to see a lot of Mike White probably in this game for the Jets after that, uh, who is, again, a guy that got a lot of starting experience last year uh, due to some of the injuries to Zach Wilson. Uh, so and Flacco for that matter as well. So White is going to probably play a bit, and he, again he's played played as a starting quarterback last year. And if we do see Chris Trevler for the Jets, former CFL quarterback, of course, with the Bombers, he's a guy that's mobile. You know, he can move, and that's the kind of quarterback that can do some damage late in the game against the third, fourth string defense. So I think that total could find its way up and over. The one concern would be, uh, I guess, in terms of uh, the uh, defense for uh, the uh, Jets, uh, or sorry, for the Falcons rather. But I think Desmond Ritter who you're going to see a lot of in this game for the Falcons. I think he could do some damage here as well. So I think the game could get up and over again, a very low total 38, kind of like we saw with Baltimore, Arizona, that game went over that 38 as well. 
Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, with us just for a couple of more moments. So, uh, Babano, uh, Week 12 CFL resumes on Thursday. Calgary at Winnipeg. Friday night football, Hamilton and Toronto. Uh, BC hosts uh, the Rough Riders on Friday night as well. And Ottawa at Edmonton, a rematch uh, there. We were on the outs. In fact, we won every game this week um, in, in the CFL. But... Um, the BC Lions. So the BC Lions beat uh, the Rough Riders on the road, but they also lost their quarterback. And it's too bad and significant, guys, because not only do they lose their quarterback, but he's been the best player in the league this year. Uh, we're talking about Nathan Rourke, former Ohio Bobcat quarterback, has taken over as the starting quarterback for the BC Lions this year and just absolutely killed it. Just absolutely killed it. The BC Lions, an 8-1 and one football team. They've only lost one game all year. And that was to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And, you know, everything's going great. Everything's clicking for the BC Lions. And now Nathan Rourke is going to be out for a couple of months. They don't really know how long. Uh, he underwent uh, foot uh, foot surgery, uh, the uh, Lisfranc sprain. And his right foot requires surgery. So, if anything, listen, the CFL season's so long, there is time for him to come back, and they're hopeful, Babano, they can get him back before the end of the regular season and get him ready for the playoffs. That's the hope. The BC Lions are thinking two to two and a half months, which would put them right in line with either right at the end of the regular season or in the playoffs for Nathan Rourke potentially to return, uh, barring any setbacks. So that's what they're hoping for. It's awful to see it. I, I cringed when I saw him. Uh, down on the field just because of just the season he's had, the way he's led this offense. He's been just an absolute magician, seriously, at the quarterback spot, dropping dimes to Burnham, to Whitehead, to Rhymes, that great trio of receivers, running with the football. I mean, he's done it all. Uh, he's been just absolutely phenomenal, taking the league by storm. And to see his season get upended like this due to injury, it's awful to see it. But not all hope is lost for BC because – there's another Canadian quarterback that's on this roster, and he's probably the next man up, Michael O'Connor. He's talented. He played at UBC. The guy has a good arm. You know, he can. he's done quite obviously the running quarterback or the running threat that Rourke is. But the guy can play. He knows the offense now. He's been in with the Lions now a couple of years and with head coach Rick Campbell and this, this system. So I think he's a guy that with proper preparation, they can put him in a position to succeed. He's got a good old line. They got a ton of weapons for O'Connor to work with. My hope is they go nuts adjusting to the absence of Nathan Rourke odds makers. I'm talking about with this Saskatchewan BC game, because if they over adjust to the absence of Nathan Rourke, I'll be looking to bet BC again. Saskatchewan's a paper tiger folks. This is just not a good football team right now. The O-line stinks. They can't protect Jardo. If they give BC an ultra-big-time discount Friday night because there's no Nathan Rourke, Ian Cameron might swoop in and take advantage. <laughs> Ian Cameron likes his soup hot. Uh, paper, paper, tigers, Ian Cameron, name drops, third persons. We got it all here uh, with uh, Babano. All right, great stuff, uh, Babano. Uh, we'll catch up with you on Wednesday, and then it, it's it's getting realer. It's it's getting realer, uh, and we'll we'll talk more college uh, football countdown. to kickoff is on. Where can people find you online, Bobano? Yeah, on Twitter at Bobano. I mean, if you're not following already, now's a good time. I mean, we're gonna have lots of content posted on Twitter, videos, picks, opinions, tons of stuff as football approaches. Great stuff, Bobano. Always a pleasure, my man. Great stuff as always, Gabe. Thanks. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Brian, here to place a wager. Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson to three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. The late night anger match. But class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. Thanks, Dean Cameron, A.K. Babano, and Mo Khan for joining us. So we've got Monday Night Football, the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium at the Meadowlands, our former office. Um, we were there daily. Man, I spent a lot of time there. Like, literally, no exaggeration. Like, what? Like, 16, 18 hours a day? <laughs> like, every day? <laughs> like, like, I really, like, it was to the point, like, I knew, like, I knew that place, like I could walk that place blindfolded, uh, MetLife and and the Meadowlands. So uh, tomorrow night you got the Jets, got the Jets hosting the Falcons, and like always, I think the uh, Jet fans are going to leave the stadium pretty frustrated, <laughs> like after after a football game. Listen, the Jets, the Jets had a great draft. They really did. The, the Jets had one of the best drafts like I've ever seen before. Like they got pretty much like almost the best player at every position. Like they did a great job. But it's been a complete disaster so far. This 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 training camp for the Jets. There's a lot of hype about the Jets. Some people think that they can, you know, they can be a winning team. I think that's a, that's that's asking a lot. Right, it's asking a lot. Normally, like last year, we hammered. It was what it was our biggest bet last year. The Jet season win total to the under. I was thinking this year, you know what? They probably could win six games. They could win seven games, potentially. But, but the New York Jets, like the, like you know what I mean? Like it's funny the Seattle Mariners have the longest drought of making the playoffs. It's hard to believe because like who's more of a useless organization? Like you know the Mariners and the Jets. Like the New York Jets are like basically. They're a train wreck. It's a disaster, this team. I mean, they had a nice little run with uh, with Rex Ryan there for a couple of years. Uh, but other than that, it's really been the New York Jets, like, really are, you know, the worst team in the National Football League perennially, like one of the, you know, the worst-run organizations. But there was a lot of optimism coming into the season. Zach Wilson, I think Zach Wilson has talent. But I was on record, you know, saying you can't take Zach Wilson second overall in the draft, right? Like, you can't take him that high in the draft. And, like, he's not – you're putting him in a tough spot. Like, if Zach Wilson got drafted in the later rounds by a good team, I think he would he would have been in a better situation, right? It was one of these deals where it's like, all right, kid, you're going to make all this money and you got, you're got this big high-profile pick, but – you're also going to be expected to perform and be the face of this franchise. And quite frankly, like, how has that gone so far? He didn't play well last year. He got better as the year went on. He wasn't great, but you know what I mean? He did. He was showing progress. And they were winning some games. Like I said, he was getting better. And then this year in the offseason, all the hype. And then what, you know what I mean? What's, what is Zach Wilson really known for? I don't know. People just think, well, I don't know. He sleeps with his mother's friends and stuff like that. Right? He's like this big playboy, yet, you know, the wins haven't been there. Now he gets hurt in the preseason. Uh, let's not forget uh, about the Becton injury, right? So, they, you know, the Jets training camp so far, they've lost their quarterback. They lost their best offensive lineman for the year. They've lost Zach Wilson. And, uh, and uh, Carl Lawson uh, suffered a season-ending Achilles injury who was their best defensive lineman. Like, so, like, the Jets have already lost, like, their best players. And Robert Salah is very he's, – he's pretty open about his concerns right now about the health of his football team. When asked about 
are the starters going to play on Monday night against the Atlanta Falcons? I'm torn on it. Uh, he said yesterday, I'm torn on it. I wake up one day and I'm like, yeah, okay, they're going to play. Then the next day I wake up and I say, nah, they're not going to play. Now, Joe Flacco doesn't need to play. And they can't get Joe Flacco hurt because Zach Wilson's not ready to go. Joe Flacco's 37 years old. They, they can't afford to get Joe Flacco hurt before the season starts now. Like, they've got to, like, put him in bubble wrap type of thing. Or otherwise, they don't have a quarterback. The, you know, where I'm going with this, this is a good opportunity for Atlanta tomorrow night to win, win a football game again. They are Mariota starting. Uh, for for the Falcons. The Falcons are taking the preseason seriously. We saw that against um, the Detroit Lions. It was a nice comeback. They played really hard. Um, you know, Arthur Smith didn't like the bad preseason last year. He talked about getting momentum, and he said, you know, last year it, all, it starts with the preseason. We had a bad preseason, and I don't want to do that again. We see, you know, Mariota, and quite frankly, I think uh, Salah's going to – I think he'll start some starters – but I think he's going to pull him early. I think he's, like, really gun-shy now because, quite frankly, if they lose more players, they're, they're going to have a hard time putting a team on the field. So I think Atlanta is in a nice spot here uh, tomorrow night. Monday night football. And uh, our boy Matthias is actually an Atlanta Falcon fan. You're getting spoiled. You're getting spoiled, Matthias. I know. I'm excited. I'm ready with to these, uh, Falcons on TV all the time. They were the NFL. It was on the NFL Network their first game, and now tomorrow you get some Monday night Monday night football love. You know what? The Falcons don't usually play well on primetime television against the New York Jets. The last time they had played on primetime television against the Jets, I think they lost in Atlanta, and Julio Jones actually broke his foot that Monday night football game against the Jets. So I got some bad memories on primetime television against those Jets game. Hopefully Mariota, you know, doesn't separate his shoulder in the first quarter. God forbid. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you won't have to worry about the Falcons and the Jets in prime time too many more times in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember when they were in prime time. I'm telling you, they're cursed. Dave. Julio Jones broke his foot against the Jets that year, and that was it. But I mean, bada boom, no more Julio for the rest of the year. I think that was like week six. I forget what year it was, like long, a while ago. But man. Although I'm sure. I'm sure the New York Jets will be on national television more than they should be. Uh, sort of like the Chicago Bears. The Bears are terrible, but the Bears are literally on like the maximum amount of times all the time because of the city, oh, yeah. uh, the oh, television market. You rip them every single time we get to watch a Bears game on prime time. You just completely <laughs> de- destroy them. It's like, why are we doing this? <laughs> it's torture. <laughs> Last year, they tortured us. How many times did they torture us? Five times. The Bears games. I think they were on the maximum. They're, they're on the maximum amount of times. The Bears are always on. The, 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 Bears, the Bears are always on. Uh, although the, the prime time schedule this year is, um, is very good. Is very good. Because quite frankly, over the years, ESPN has been getting screwed over. Uh, by the National Football League and the the schedule. Like, when you look, like, you know what I mean? Like, Sunday Night Football has become the showcase game now. Uh, you know, it used to be Monday. Like, fine, all right, but it should be both, right? But you know what I mean? Like, Sunday night you get, you know, San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like, or something like that. And then Monday night, it's like, welcome to Monday Night Football, where the Tennessee Titans will host the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like they, yeah, Monday Night Football haven't had like a great slate of games over the years, but that has um, that has changed. The Monday Night Football slate is much much improved uh, this year. So let's look at some of these primetime games. Uh, obviously, the Thursday nighter, the opener to Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams on September the eighth. The Sunday nighter in Week One is Tampa Bay at Dallas. The Monday nighter is Denver at Seattle. Russell Wilson's first game with the Denver Broncos is at Seattle. And Seattle are not going to be a very good team uh, this year, but this is a very intriguing uh, matchup. And you know that um, you know that they would like nothing more than to knock off Russell Wilson in his return. I wanted to buy into the Seattle Seahawks in this spot, but 
you know, they're pretty bad. <laughs> like they're they're worse than like you know what I mean. I don't like to overreact about the preseason and stuff, but it's hard to have any confidence in Pete Carroll. Like it really is. Like you know, if you look at Seattle, what's what's the problem with Seattle? I think it's Pete Carroll. I mean, Russell Wilson was there. They still suck with Russell Wilson there. Pete Carroll, he you know, the the, the it's. The sport is starting to pass him by. Let's just be real. Would Pete Carroll be there if he wasn't making $14 million a year? He's got two years left on this deal. He's not going to walk away from $28 million. He's never going to coach again after this. He's not going to be on TV or anything. The guy's like 72 or whatever, right? 71, 72. He's like, he's not young. So he's just doing this to get the money on the way out, essentially. Let's be real. I know he wants to rebuild the program, but... I think they'd be better off with a fresh start. Uh, you know, if you lose Wilson, I think you would have been better off just getting a new coach, new everything. Uh, new, new everything. But nevertheless, that's the Monday nighter. So the primetime games, Buffalo at L.A., uh, Tampa, Dallas, all right, Denver at uh, Seattle. Week two. Week two. L.A. Chargers at Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night. Quality stuff. And right on cue. Right on cue. Week two. Sunday nighter, Matthias. The Chicago Bears are at the Green Bay freaking Packers. <laughs> of course. What a great original matchup. What a rivalry. Uh, so many people are going to tune in to watch this historical rivalry go down. <laughs> they shove it down our third, I swear to God. Like, they, they, these are other games that they could have been. It could have been New England and Pittsburgh. They, they, New England at Pittsburgh play the same day. Um, Miami at Baltimore. Miami at Baltimore, that would have been a lot better. See, um, Cincinnati at Dallas. Like, come on, man. Like, there's a hell of a lot better options than Chicago at Green Bay. All right, so there they are. I'm going to snap if Chicago are on, like, week three or week four again after. <laughs> they probably are, too. Late Night Agger, man, for class. This is Sportridge. I am Renzi. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Mo, want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. Late Night Agger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. Leon Edwards is now the champion after the, uh, the kick that was heard around the world. And... You know, we talked we talked about this fight last week, and I actually thought that Leon Edwards, like I've been a Leon Edwards fan, and anyone that's tuned to the show for years, I've always thought that he's gotten screwed over. I've been said this for years that he's been getting screwed over. Dana White doesn't like him, right? I don't think it's anything personal. You know, I mean, I don't think Dana has a personal feeling against him. But even after like last night when he said, "Well, 
it wasn't very fan friendly, but it was effective. You know what? What? Like, you know, it's not about being fan friendly. If you're fighting for a championship, it's about winning, right? But that's not how they. That's not really how they roll. Yet I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't get in on it. I got lucky because I took over four and a half instead of going the distance because the odds were pretty much. I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? I might as well just go to four and a half. Uh, so we got lucky with that. But I'm, I'm disappointed in myself that I was going to bet on Leon Edwards. And it was going to be one of those deals where I was going to tell people I'm taking Edwards, but you don't have to tail it or anything. I just, you know, I'm just doing it because I think he can. I, I had a weird feeling that Usman was vulnerable this in this fight. That he didn't have the same hate type thing that he has. I think Usman's driven a lot by not liking the other guy. I think other, you know, different fighters uh, have different sources of motivation. Um, and I think Usman is better when he hates you, right? And I don't think he hate. He doesn't hate Leon Edwards, right? Like it's not the same. So now listen, he was winning the fight and he got caught, right? He got caught. But what's amazing is is Joe Rogan said a dejected challenger uh, about Leon Edwards. Daniel Cormier agreed. Din Thomas said if it wasn't obvious enough, Leon is broken now. He's embarrassed from his own performance. Somebody uh, called freezing cold takes, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> He's lost. He's embarrassed. Uh, he's dejected. Well, now he's the champion. Now he's the champion. He dug down deep, fights, you know what I mean? It's it's not over until it's over. And as I stated, I've always thought that Edwards had the championship pedigree, but he doesn't run his mouth. He's not a flashy person, right? He's not a, you know what I mean? He's he's just he's so quiet, right? He's and he's not a flashy fighter either, but he's a freaking effective fighter. Oh, oh Nate Diaz hurt him and had him hurt and stuff. Um so I'm happy. I'm happy for Edwards. Good for him. Uh, now you can make some money and bask in the glory. Um, congratulations to UK fight fans. You guys love the sport uh, so much. And, uh, you know, you got you got champions. Um, right now, we were talking earlier about America, lack of American champions. You got Sterling and uh, what, Carla Esparza uh, and the women's. There's two only. But uh, Dana White was talking after about... Uh, about the rematch. Now they're one and one, so there's gonna it's a trilogy, right? There's gonna be a rematch coming. And it is confirmed by Dana White, um, who said it will be in England. Like so they're gonna fight in England. So Leon Edwards, that's good for him as well. Like you know what I mean you know, yeah, it's a rematch, but you're fighting in your own, you know, that's pretty cool. So you're gonna be fighting in England. And Dana White said he wanted to do Wembley, but then sort of backpedaled on it. Um, because he said he's worried about weather. He's always he said he's always concerned about outdoor shows, and um, always concerned about outdoor shows. And he said, and you know, it rains all the time in England, so I don't know. And, and then he sort of he said, I don't think it'll be outside, right? So, but it will be. It will be in the UK. And you know, one last thing, and I'll throw it to you, Matthias. That also that I brought this up on Friday. It was kind of telling, bro, that he was only plus 275. You know what I mean? Like, the odds makers were, the odds makers knew that he was a dangerous challenger. But, you know, it wasn't plus 350. It wasn't plus 400. You know what I mean? Plus 260, plus 275 type of thing. It was almost a warning because I was looking at that. I'm like, you know what, man? I agree. I think he can win. But at the same point in time, you heard me say a bunch of times last week, I want more than plus 275. I just, you know what I mean? I, they said it, and it kind of scared us off with it. But not shocked that Edwards is the champion right now, but it was a crazy way to win like he did because he was losing. Absolutely, Gabe. And you know what? If you bet on Leon Edwards, you know, for 20 minutes, you were pulling out your hair. You're going outside, you're taking a shot, you're trying to sip away your sorrows because you did not think that he was going to come back and win that fight. And when he won that fight, you jumped into jubilation and you prayed to the gods and you said, thank you, MMA gods, you finally gave me one of these fights that I'm not supposed to win. And you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this line during that rematch. I'm going to put, I'm going to go all in on Usman and it's going to be very similar, in my opinion, to what we saw with Nunez and Pena, where Pena beat Nunez. It wasn't supposed to happen. Take advantage of it yeah. when you hit it. But that second time around, 
There's no way I'm not betting on Usman. Usman could but, that fight. He had that fight won, and he got caught sleeping. That's MMA. Yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, that's true. I was going to say, though, and no disrespect to Pena, but I think Edwards, Edwards is like, it's, he's, he belongs at the top. Is he better than Absolutely. Usman? No, you know what I mean? But, like, Edwards Absolutely. is an elite fighter, right? Like, yeah. not, no disrespect to Pan, just saying, like... He proved that in the first round. That that yeah. was a very slick takedown that he had in the first round. Exactly. Kamaru wasn't expecting it. And then Usman, I mean, Usman, uh, Edwards stole the first round. He tripped that him. right there told me, <laughs> you know what, this guy's really good. So you better not come into this fight thinking it's going to be a walk in the park. You know what it is with him? up his sleeve. Yeah, but he's tough for your opponent, Redskin. You know what I mean? Because like he does, like Dana bothers Dana that he's not flashier, but it's hard to fight a guy like that. He's a good, he's a smart fighter, right? He's a, he has a smart like fight IQ, and he uses it actually. For the record, so um, the, the the judges' scorecards it was all thirty nine thirty seven at the time, so it was thirty nine thirty seven for Usman. Uh, that, that identical scorecards. All three judges had the same uh, scorecard. My boy Sal D'Amato. <laughs> guy does every damn fight. This guy, Sal D'Amato. He's from Montreal, Sal. Um, so 39-37. So it would be cool. I think also, listen, you would be able to sell the tickets in England, like outdoors. The Brits, they would fill that place up. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have a. I think Dana White. I think the UFC is hesitant and scared a little bit too. Of not being able to sell enough tickets if they did a stadium show. Like, how many times have they done a stadium show? Once. Like they're not going to. I was there. Afraid. You know, like you said, he's afraid of rain and he's terrified of the rain. He might say, "Oh yeah, it's cool." He told Hawaii how many times we're going to go over there. We're going to have a oh, whole yeah. Hawaiian card. At the end of the day, the rain scared Dana White off, as it should. As it should. You know what I mean? It's, it could be a great weekend. And the day of the fights, you never know. Build a damn tent. Come in. Fight so Dude, they, they can't do it. They make billions of dollars, Matthias. The UFC could easily put a freaking tarp over something if they wanted to. Yes. You know, Dana White laughs at that because he just can't imagine that happening. If it's raining and they have a tarp over the, over the rain, he's yeah, like, yeah. this show sucks. Like, this is, you know, it's not. No, crazy. but he also thinks. We're, no, but he also knows they can't sell 60,000 tickets. <laughs> so it's another thing, right? They can't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who could do it? Like, if you put if you put John Jones versus Nagano in a football stadium, it wouldn't sell out, bro. They wouldn't sell enough tickets. It would be a problem. Like, they, there's a reason at this. Like, Dana could talk about rain all he wants. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, MMA is still a niche sport. You know, yeah, yeah, but, not everybody follows MMA. Let's yeah, but look at, like... WrestleMania, bro. Vince McMahon has shows outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does it all the time. He does it all the time, right? Like, um, and, and another thing, like for for this, oh, the weather. There's 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 stadiums in England, bro. With you know what I mean? Like, it could totally be done. Like, don't tell me that they wouldn't like to sell ninety thousand tickets to an event and make all that money if they could. As a fan, right? I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I'm not a hater towards this at all. I would love to see. But it there's nobody. My event. There's nobody that can sell out a stadium in the UFC for them. You know what I mean? Like you can maybe Connor, but Connor's not as big as he wants. Even the Connor marks are starting to figure out that, you know what I mean? He's kind of a hustler. Um, the only way you could do it, I think they could, you know what I mean? A certain size stadium. Look, I was there when they did the 55,000 people. It was George St. Pierre, right? It was Canada. It was George St. Pierre. And the UFC used to be really big in Canada. And uh, now the, the UFC's turned their back on Canada because of the vax stuff, right? The UFC is like an anti-vax company. So, and they're, and, well, they are. Look at Joe Rogan. The guy's flipping out all the time. F Canada, oh, you're, you're dictator. They're definitely anti-vax. Absolutely. They are. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, they don't. Like Dana White said, point blank. He goes, ah, the reason why we're not going to Canada is I don't want to deal with that vax crap. I don't want to deal with it, Right. So I get it. It's their prerogative. I'm just stating that Canada's a big market, but it's not as big anymore without George St. Pierre. Like, there's no massive Canadian fighter anymore. Like, there used to be Rory and George. It used to be a big thing. But, like, uh, they had that in Toronto where, where it was, like, um, 50. It was a pretty good card, though, right? Who else was on that card? It was, uh, it was Jake Shields versus GSP was the main event. Jose Aldo versus Mark Hominick was the co-main event. Mark Hominick was a Canadian dude. If you remember, his his face looked like a watermelon. His guy looked like an alien. 
his forehead got all puffy and big and stuff. Um, who else was on that card? I think one of the Diaz's were, weren't they? I think was was Nate. I don't know. It's UFC 129. I just can't remember any 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 of the other fighters. I could tell you right now that I'm looking it up. Let's see. Okay. Oh yeah, Machida and Randy Couture. Matashenko versus uh, Jason Brills. Mark jo- uh, Bocek right. versus Roy Benson McDonald, Henderson. Nate Diaz. Roy, Roy McDonald and Nate Diaz were on the previous. Yeah. That's a yeah. big fight. <laughs> that's a huge fight. Jake Ellenberg. See, like, yeah, it's a badass card. You see, but that's my point, Matthias. The UFC could do a stadium show now and get away with it. And, like, maybe in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. You know what I mean? In Vegas, they could get, like, you know, 60, maybe 70. But the problem is why they wouldn't do it and they can't do it. They would need to stack the card, bro, and they don't like stacking cards it would have anymore. To be UFC 300. It would have to be some yeah. type of number card where it's like from prelim to the main card. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's banger after banger. Because now, banger. yeah, now like they let's be real. Like there's now it used to be like the top five fights were all like main event type caliber stuff almost. You know what I mean? I mean, look, dude. Yeah, Randy Couture and Leota Machida was the second fight. Like you know what I mean? Like. You know, like on on on, on the pay per view, whatever. So there was used to be big time stuff, but they draw they stretch it out now because they didn't have these TV contracts before in the old days, right? They didn't, they did, but not this massive money, man. They were on spike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're on spike, and like you know what I mean? Like you remember it was a big deal when they got the Fox money and they got like a hundred million dollars a year. You know now they're getting five hundred million a year, right? So and they owe a hell of a lot of content for it like they've got to deliver it was it's a crazy amount of hours that they owe espn and content now so basically they everything is stretched out and they don't like taking a bunch of like great fights and putting it all on the same card because they've already been paid <laughs> you know what I mean? and they've got to stretch out their inventory a little bit well you know what usc 200 you're talking about 300 what um what was the, you know, I mean, it didn't have that same panache. UFC 100 was epic. I was there for that, too. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Yeah, Josh in our chat. What's up, Josh? Is um, is correct. Yeah, it was a Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt UFC 200. But like, I remember UFC 100. I wasn't at UFC 200, uh, but I was at UFC 100. And I remember just off the top of my head, like how stacked it was. Like Alves, GSP, um, Frank Mir and Brock Lesnar, Dan Henderson and Bisping. That was like uh, they they had a crazy like rivalry. <laughs> Bisping not Bisping got drilled. That's the loudest I've ever I've ever heard anything. I've been to a lot of events. GSP in Montreal when he beat Matt Sarah was loud. I was actually sitting, I was sitting cage side um, at that fight with Heath Herring and and uh, Matt Hamill. 
And Matt Hamill is uh, deaf, of course. And Hamill looked over to us and he said, I can feel the ground moving. And um, you know, like Hamill said, this is as loud. Hamill can kind of hear me, you know what I mean? But like, Ham, like Hamill said, this is as loud as like anything. He goes, I can feel, like he basically said like he, his body was shaking, you know? So like he, the ground, like the building was almost moving. <laughs> like it was so loud when GSP beat Sarah in Montreal. But I got to tell you, that, 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 that Vegas, man, I just remember that the... The, the sound in the arena when Henderson knocked Bisping out and then hit him again when he was out after and the USA, like it was like over the top, man. That was the craziest card I've ever been at, actually. And I've been at a lot of cards. I was a lot, I've been at a lot of the old big ones, right? I was at, like I said, I was at the GSP uh, Shield 55,000. I was at UFC 100. The UFC 100 was insane. Same thing when like Brock Lesnar came out when he fought Frank Mir. I'd never seen, like, a hostile, like, for the UFC before like that. Like, people hated Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, like, it was just so loud. And then Lesnar killed Mir and then said after he ripped the beer sponsor and said, I'm going home to sleep with Sable, F you all. <laughs> Pretty epic. Yeah, like UFC 200, ah, it doesn't, I don't remember anything. Take the Dirty Bird tomorrow, Atlanta Falcons, money line. Other night, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.